in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment of the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Uh, by the way, some breaking brutal news for the U.S. men's national team. Christian Pulisic has tested positive for COVID-19. They have a World Cup qualifier in 13 days from now. He's not going to be there. They have three. They have one in 13 days, and they have one in two days after that, and they have one, I think, three days after that. So I guess they have time to make his jersey with his name on it. Which you cannot buy. (laughs) Which you cannot buy. From their website. So the United States, yes, it is looking like they might be playing without their best player in their first three World Cup qualifiers. Um, which is not ideal. Uh, they play El Salvador is the first one. Canada is the second one. Canada actually looked pretty good in the Gold Cup. And then I can't remember who the third one is, but they play three in about a seven-day stretch, uh, which would be right around the two-week mark from today for Pulisic to potentially be back. The problem isn't so much, will he be back? Will he be out of COVID testing negative in two weeks? Well, first off, the concern is that he's going to be healthy. But right. beyond yeah, that, the yes. soccer yes. part of it <laughs> is that he's he's in isolation. And if he has to be in isolation, if he's in isolation for even if it's just 10 days, he now has to come back, find his way to America because he's in he plays for Chelsea in England, right. find his way to the United States and be. In, that could be the hardest part of all. Right. And be in good enough shape to go play soccer right. games, which is one of the hardest sports yeah. to actually get back into shape to play an entire game. So... Yes, it does not sound like Christian Pulisic will be playing, at least in the first and probably not the first three World Cup qualifiers for the United States. I will say. So what kind of jeopardy puts them in if they lose a few of those? You can lose some. Some. Yeah, you can use some. You can but... lose some. They play. It's uh, what is it? They will play 14 games for World Cup qualifying now. So and the top three go to the World Cup and fourth place goes to a one game playoff to get to get in the World Cup. So. Even if they were to lose one of those Del Salvador or Canada or whoever, I can't remember the third one is, they should be fine. Like if they if they come out of that with six points, two wins out of three games, they'll be in great shape. No doubt about it. But if they come out of that with only one win, if they only have three points after that, then because then you might have to beat Mexico or something like that, or you might have to beat a Costa Rica or something like that just to get into that top three, which becomes an issue. So Man. Be nice to just beat everybody and not like not even yes, have to and beat qualify. Mexico. Just right. beat all the all yeah. the El Salvadors, all the Canadas, uh, Canadas, and and Honduras. Be nice to just beat all of them, and then the games against Mexico don't really right. matter. I mean, they still matter because it's U.S. Mexico, but you can lose them and you're still qualifying. But it's the United States, and now our best player is maybe not playing. Next question: Trevor Bauer. One is court case. A judge denied the restraining order taken against Bauer. The judge said, we consider in a sexual encounter that when a woman says no, she should be believed. So what should we do when she says yes? So Trevor Bauer's argument in this entire case was, hey, I have text messages that say she wanted blank, blank, and blank when we had sex. And that's what I did. That was Trevor Bauer's argument. The judge has sided with Trevor Bauer and basically saying, yes, she consented to all of this. My main question, though, is the detail true that Trevor Bauer choked her until she was unconscious and then continued to have sex with her and punch her? Because if those are true, I have a hard time believing that you can say she consented to that when she was unconscious. Well, and again, 
you and I talked about this when it first came out. Problematic on her side were going to be the texts. That was going to be very problematic for her because of what came out that were on the texts. I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, if you've read something differently, two people know she was unconscious. And it's I, her, his word against hers. And if you're reading those texts, you're like, I'm not saying she wasn't unconscious. I'm saying that judge probably read those texts and say, well, if I'm believing one side, am I, am I believing the other? I think he took the fifth for exactly what you said yesterday. I think criminal charges might be coming. I don't think he's getting back to baseball. Actually, they're going to extend his leave today. I, he's not playing again, at least this year. Yeah. Um, it was not funny, but I saw things on Twitter yesterday. Well, you know, the you know the judge he sided with Trevor Bauer. It was a female judge. She she she's the one who ruled on this. So it wasn't a male judge who did this. It was a female judge who looked at this and said, "The texts are worrisome." I don't know. And and the other thing is, I do. No matter what he did, and I do think there might be criminal charges coming. I sort of was on the side of the permanent restraining order and the judge said he's not he, at this point he's not going to be a threat to her. he probably given his agents and his and his livelihood and what he's going to lose will right. never go near her again i mean right. he, unless he, you know so i guess i wasn't overly surprised cuz the text this was the ruling but i don't think for a second it's over for him no probably not no. and especially because granted that restraining order was dropped but we had the situation last week of the lady in ohio yes. the washington post story found where right. somebody else yes. had taken out a restraining order on him where he had vaguely threatened to kill her and was like, I just don't want to go to jail over right. killing you. Right. So, no, this is probably not over for Trevor Bauer. It's a, if you're Trevor Bauer, it's a great result yeah. yesterday. But I still, I am still curious on the whole idea of was she unconscious and what did yes. Trevor Bauer do afterwards? Because the text messages are one thing in terms of consent. And I think that's, a, if you're Trevor Bauer, that's what they stuck to. And that's, that's what he should have stuck to. I would have stuck but to if too. she was unconscious and he continued. That's criminal. That I have a hard time believing that, oh, well, she said okay to right. that. Like, she was unconscious. Um, the other thing you made a point yesterday is why I do think it's coming. He invoked the fifth. You don't invoke the fifth unless you're worried about being prosecuted later for something you say under oath. And he invoked the fifth on everything. So to me, his lawyers are saying, we don't know if criminal charges are coming, but at this point, you're not saying anything yeah. to anyone because if they do come, we don't want them coming back and say, well, did you say this under oath? That's why I think his attorneys are kind of preparing for something to happen. Happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. Glendale is kicking the Coyotes out of their arena. They put out a statement yesterday with an increased focus on larger, more impactful events and ah. uses of the city-owned arena. The city of Glendale has chosen to not renew the operating agreement for the Arizona Coyotes beyond the coming 2021-2022 season. So as of now, this is the last game or last season the Coyotes will play in their current arena and then they are getting booted and will have to find somewhere else to play. The Coyotes did have a statement yesterday saying they were hopeful that they could find some sort of agreement to continue to play there. So maybe they do find an agreement to play there. But the city of Glendale is basically saying, get the hell out of here, Coyotes. We have no use for you. I mean, the only other people I know play hockey in that town would be Arizona State. Do they have their own rink? I can't imagine it's good enough. No, it's not good enough. It's going to be like City National. I'm just saying if you have to <laughs> bite the bullet and play somewhere for a year, I mean, doesn't this say they have to build a new arena? I would I mean, I, I would guess. They have to build something. They could move. They could relocate. Arizona's always been sort of the the next team to relocate in terms of hockey well, rumors. hockey doesn't work in the desert. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Not at all. So they could relocate. 
Is Henderson Mayor out there? She'll get him some money. <laughs> if the Henderson Mayor is like part of the uh, situation here, they're getting a new arena tomorrow. Foley, Foley feels sorry for him. He'll like write a check too. It'll be fine. They'll be fine. The uh, Nevada will be the first Nevada state <laughs> to support a new arena for a team in its own division. Well, no, they're not even in the division anymore, right? Didn't Arizona get moved out? Did they get yeah. moved out? Uh, yes. Now yeah. you're making me question myself. No, there. I think they did. I think they are the ones that got moved to yeah, the, the that's right. Central yeah. or whatever the hell it's going to be called now. Wow. Sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> The Washington football team has three finalists for a new nickname, but we don't know which three. CBS Sports just reported it will be the three finalists will be from these names. Armada, Brigade, Commanders, Presidents, Red Hogs, and Red Wolves. All right, choose one. Which one do you think? Mm. Brigade? Armada? Uh, I was going to say the Commanders. I don't like Red Hogs. I don't either. Or Red Wolves. That's weird. I don't like the presidents. That's really begging. Presidents would be like, it's a good reference to, hey, we're in Washington, D.C. The president lives here. So are the commanders. But it's just a bad name for an actual. Yeah. The Washington team. presidents? The yeah. Washington senators. Bring them back. Yeah. Here's I mean, thing. that's better than right. presidents. Presidents would be a perfectly fine nickname if they had had it since like 1905. Right. right, if that was like the name, we if it was just, never changed. Yeah, we would have just accepted. Well, we would have like, just yeah, it's yeah, like oh, that's their name, the presidents, and we'd be like oh, that's cool, the president lives there. The brigade, those are fine. I, those red hogs and red wolves, I wouldn't go near. <laughs> Wait, Wait, what are the um, what are the what are the fans in Washington? The guys that dress up like pigs, no the hogs. I, yeah, that's uh, I the thought hogs. that was named after their offensive line in like yeah, the, the mid eighties. Jacoby and those guys. And that was the, they were the hogs. Like the yeah, they were the hogs. Yeah. yeah. So is Red Hogs supposed to be like kind of well, honoring that? Yes, it has Don't to. Think okay. about that. It has you're to just honoring a group of offensive linemen from the '80s. No, no, you're honoring the fans that dress up as pigs yes. that honor the group of offensive. <laughs> linemen yeah, the hogs has from to be. That has to be what that's about. So dude. that one, maybe I don't know how big of a deal that is for Washington fans, so, but maybe that's got. What would be the logo? The Some huge. Pig faces. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas is the Razorbacks. That's true. You, that's you true. Could, you could do something. You could have that's an true. aggressive hog or something yes. like that. So yeah, I maybe that's got enough interest from fans. I have. I do not know enough. So about there's finalists, but they're not telling us which ones. Right. It was just a report that they were down to three and they didn't know which three. So very great reporting. <laughs> Royal but, uh, running the contest. Yes. I'm not but... telling you. I'm not telling you which three <laughs> these are. I'm not telling you. No matter what happens, they will ha- obviously still have a better nickname than the Washington Nationals. Yeah. Man, you know, that's a great question. The Bills are threatening to leave Buffalo. Team spokesman said the Pagulas have made a proposal. They would like to build it right there in Orchard Park. And we need to hear back. You can't really do plans and designs on things until you have a deal. And right now, the city of Buffalo and the state of New York are going to have to decide if they want a team. So the Bills want to build a new stadium. They want to build it in Buffalo, but they want Buffalo slash the state of New York to pay for it. What a shock. Um, And they're threatening to move, although they haven't gone the Dave Cavill route and just start (laughs) traveling to a random city over and over and over. Is Joe, Jim, and Mike Pagula, whoever they are, (laughs) flying out to Vegas right now to threaten that they might come here for the second team? What city would the Bills threaten to move to? Well, yeah, it'd be San Antonio now, think, right? Well, yeah, exactly. I'm St. trying to Lewis? think the other teams, the other cities that were involved, like with the Raiders and other teams that relocated um, recently. 
San Antonio wouldn't be bad. That, I don't know, Jerry, Jerry might block that, though, because he doesn't want another team in Texas. But they're in the AFC East. Oh. Like, not that the NFL couldn't realign, but sure. you're going to move the Bills to Texas? Well, okay, but I don't think Jerry would let it happen because yeah. when the Raiders were for, when the Raiders were threatening San Antonio, he goes, we're not having another team in Texas, and if he doesn't want it, that's move not happening. Move to Toronto. That was my first thought. I don't, good, think I, don't know if you get, I don't think you get public money from Canada, but that was my first thought. It's a massive Whoa, city. Whoa, hold on. All I've ever heard about the Canadian people is that they're socialists. So <laughs> why wouldn't they be giving away public money? I don't know if this is true, Canadian? but I'm under the impression we're the only country in the world that gives public yes. money to private sports teams to build stadiums. I mean, if they... I know a lot of Bills fans. If they moved... Oh, those people are passionate yeah. and loyal to that team. I, I don't know. They might actually, if it went to a vote, that might be one town. Well, other than Las Vegas. <laughs> but no problem voting. Yeah, the legislature. Go ahead, give them $750 million. Like, who knows what the people of Buffalo would okay. To keep that team. They're insane about that I team. I assume they're doing, like, lemonade sales on the side of the oh, road to, to keep raise that money team? for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't the Pagulas, whenever they bought the the, the bills, what, was it, like, one of the things, like, you guys don't have enough money to do this, but we're selling it to well, you anyway because you're going to keep the team in Buffalo. And they certainly don't like, have money that would cost them, you know, $2 billion or whatever it would cost in Buffalo to The family is not rich enough to own an NFL right. team, <laughs> but we sold them one. Oh, the Buffalo Bills. You got to listen. If you're going to threaten to move, you've got to have a legitimate city. You can't just say, hey, you got to pay for this. Like the Oakland A's, having, right. they were like, we're going to Vegas 74 times over the course of five months. And we're going to pretend like everything's cool in Vegas. Oh, look, we got $495 million. Yes. The bill, they got to they have somewhere. They got to have some city to threaten to move to. And I I don't know what it would be. Like, Can, can they threaten to move to Maine? Like, I don't, I don't know where they would threaten to move to. But Toronto would be awesome. But like you said, I don't think they give them the money. It'd be yeah. great. It's a great it's a, yeah, it's a it'd be awesome. Massive city. Yeah. It's a huge city. And they would, be, I mean, I know the whole CFL thing. You don't want an NFL team? Oh, they, I, I, I mean, mean, you want yeah, an NFL you, team. We've seen what happened when the Raptors got to the NBA Finals yeah. and won it. Like, that that city was insane, insane. about that team. Yeah. So the fan base would absolutely latch on to the Bills. All right, we've got a pair of tickets for you to go see Jackie the Joke Man Martling this Saturday, tomorrow. A 9 p.m. show at the Best Comedy in Downtown. The Comedy Works at the Plaza. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We will take caller number three to go see Jackie the Joke Man Martling at the Plaza. 702-364-1100. 702-364-1100. I do, yeah. You know, again, anything can happen. But from yesterday, I think yesterday giving him the, the day off to help him was good. And he, he feels good. And kind of like I said to you all yesterday, we want to be able to sacrifice that day of practice to be able to get him right for, for Saturday. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Paul Gutierrez is going to join us at 830 at 9 o'clock. Your chance to win tickets to go see Guns N' Roses, and you'll be relying on my ability to answer trivia questions about Guns N' Roses. But in the meantime... Be caller zero. <laughs> technically caller one. Well, technically caller one who gets zero, yes. Uh, ESPN, they did a story where they had a lot of their writers come up with, hey, you're commissioner for the day. What would you change in Major League Baseball? And I love these types of stories. So... We're going to go through some of their choices and see just what you think here. The first one, robot umps. 
See, I'm a no on that. Really? Only because I love the buffoonery of the uh, day-following percentages. Uh, I mean, what would you do without Big Angel? You love the ump scorecard Twitter account yeah, I that love tweets that. out that I love he got that. 87% yeah. of the calls right in what, the game. What would you do without Angel? I mean, have a much more enjoyable experience <laughs> watching Joe, a baseball Cowboy game. Cowboy Joe West is out here selling I mean, specialty umpire <laughs> uniforms on his website. You're just trying to take away a man's business. I mean, what if the robot breaks down on the fifth? What would you do? You still have there's still a home plate umpire, and he just tells you what the what the robot his whole, uh, his whole job is to go you you're out of here right. he just looks at this he looks at the scoreboard and says that was a strike they're, they're doing it in one of the minor league things i, I don't think the robot I, has broken down except I, for in one game i still like to follow up on twitter each day given that no one i don't think is ever in over 95 percent no, if you hit ninety, uh, if you ninety five percent, you're the best umpire in baseball. Yeah. You become yeah. the president of the yes. umpire. You, yes. you take Rob Manfred's job. I'm just, oh, listen. I it's gotten to a point for me where I would prefer when I watch a baseball game, they do not put the K zone on my screen. Oh, it, it infuriates you because it, it yes because yeah. it is it is so upsetting to me. I, I just get angry. I get so angry. I'm like. I'm watching in real time technology tell me whether that's a ball or a strike, but we have some 62-year-old guy yes. back there getting it wrong. And, like, it's it infuriates me to the point where, like, right, 95% great umpire. Be a great umpire. That is 5% of the time you screwed up. And we have the technology uh, to not let that happen. Okay, I thought you were going the other way and saying there are people in 88%, which they always well, are. Well, there are, yes. <laughs> The nightmare. Okay. Give me the robots. Think about if you were a surgeon and about 88% of the time you did your job right. That's I want, unacceptable. I just want to be the guy on the table where he gets it right. But here's the thing. 88% in some professions is fine. Uh, it's very good, actually. In this profession, we have the ability <laughs> to get 100% rights and do it in real time. And we're just we just don't do it. Like, like being a surgeon, we surgeons mess up, but we don't have like the technology to where hundred percent success rate on every surgery that's ever done. If we did, we'd be stupid to let humans do it and screw it up. Can you see the robot in the room? Yeah, give me the scalpel. Right, but, but that's what we're doing. I mean, I would hope to God the robot would have like a rotating thing. What he if he did have a rotating scalpel? No, no, you still have the nurse to give yeah, him the, the scalpel. nurse. Here you are, R two D two. The nurses union is very yes, exactly. good. You yes, can't get exactly. rid of the nurses. Yeah, just the doctors. it is actually a very good union. Another uh, suggestion here was shortening the season, taking a month away, playing one hundred and thirty-two games. That would move the postseason up to September instead of October. So. 132 game regular season postseason would start in September, which would be right at the same time as the NFL season kicks off and you'd have a shorter season, get to the playoffs a lot quicker. Okay. I'm for this. Cause I think over 132, you know, who the best teams are. I do too. I don't, it's, I'd like the playoffs to get here sooner. Yes. Um, the in baseball postseason baseball is excellent to watch. It yes. does take a long time, yeah, it but takes a long time baseball to get there. games are they're They're phenomenal. More playoff games, less regular season games, yes. to me, is the answer in baseball. Yeah. Now, you're never convincing owners to dump 30 games from the schedule because no, they make money. money off of them. So that one's probably never going to happen, but I would love to see a shortened season. And also, I'd love to see, not because it might affect uh, my team this year, but yeah, I would love to see longer wild. I'd, uh, you know the first round of the wild card? I'd rather see two out of three. No. 
You want one time? Yeah, yeah. We, you just want one time because I said yesterday I want the Reds. No, no, no. Happens. Because so last week we talked about expanding the playoffs with when Adam Candy was in. Right. And because Major League Baseball might go to 14 teams in the future, which would be three wild card teams, or no, excuse me, four wild, four card wild teams cards on each side. Um, but basically, the idea we we were throwing around was what the NBA does, where the, their new play-in system, where the seven plays, seven the, eight, plays the eight, the winners right. in, the nine plays the ten, right. losers out, and then the loser of the seven eight. Plays but you the just said you want in. more playoff games. I do, but at the same time, if you're going to play 162 regular season games, you have to give. There has to be like a a carrot at the end of okay. the season for the teams that win their division. What if it's 132 though? Yeah, the the less the regular season is, then the, the more, more playoff playoffs. Games. Yes, absolutely. But for it, now, it, they're not doing it. Yeah, they won't. even even the even the Royals aren't doing it just to hope like eight thousand people will show up and they'll make more money, right? I mean, because yeah. they make money every time they have a game. Now the last one here, I knew this in the back of my head, but I didn't really like wasn't fully aware that I knew this. Major League Baseball teams can't trade draft picks. Before the draft, yeah, no, ever you can you can I mean you can trade the players after you pick them, but Major League Baseball teams can. It's why you never see a trade. It's so why, like, what's the point of it? Well, no, this would this would be allowing them to trade. No, draft I'm saying, picks. but what's the point of never trading draft picks? What I does that mean? Tell you, I, they, that's just a rule. In like Major the League Reds Baseball. and Royals want to swip, swap first rounders, or whatever. Who cares? Can't do it. Like the reason why, like what's the reason? Like I don't know, but but like the Dodgers when they trade for Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. They, they normally in any other sport there'd be draft picks going to the Nationals. <laughs> they can't be Gruden and throwing three yeah, ones, but they can't do that. They they can't do that in baseball. That's weird. Right. Given the draft is sixty seven right. rounds, who cares? Now I understand from the concept of hey, in baseball you draft a guy and it takes four years for him to get to major leagues or whatever. So like, okay, your prospects kind of act as draft picks because hey, this guy will be there in two years, just like a draft pick in any other sport might be good in two years. But at the same time. If the Dodgers want to throw in their first round pick, who would care other than the Scherzer, Dodgers and the team who's getting it? Right. It's I I don't know why. Like I I don't know that it'd be some massive change to the sport where all of a sudden there's a bunch of draft picks being traded. But I can't think of a good reason like, yeah, why you what, shouldn't the, have it. Washington five years down the road is going to pick Jimmy, and Jimmy's yeah. going to end up two years later being a player. It's seven years, and right. Scherzer's won a World Series for them. But like who would care? Like, right. Yeah, take the pick. I just can't imagine. And there's the potential on draft day. The baseball draft is pretty boring. Oh. It could be a little bit more exciting if teams trade up to go get a guy. Or now, something. before you switch, because I do want this, I do want a um, a pitch clock. Well, they they I have do. one. I mean, it's they do, but like... I mean, it's just I do, I think the game should be shorter, and I do think that shortens them. Seven innings, then. Oh, I don't know if Ooh, I want first seven. team to get a hit. <laughs> <laughs> first pitch hit. Get off the field. We're done. Go to go to dinner. You could play 162 games in like five days. Yes, be great. Um, <laughs> I don't, you, you're right. They do have one now, but I want it more enforced. I yeah. just think that there's so many. Yeah, I've I, I listen. I shook off nine straight uh, nine straight uh, fastballs. There. Can you put the other number? Because it's been a minute since I took it, since I threw a pitch. All right, I, coming well, up next, on. we got to add to that though. If it's a timer. It like starts like making noises. As it oh, gets like close. five, four, three, two, one. It gets three, louder two. and louder. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Coming up next, Paul Gutierrez joins the show. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to finish practice for sure uh, because the best reps, in my opinion, are the ones where you really are tired, and that's when you know chances where you know more errors or you know your lack of technique at the end can show a little bit, and you can really grow from that. So I would like to finish strong, but you know there were a lot of competitive reps there was a whole lot of reps yesterday uh to go through and count on so i mean i'm content with what we did but i would have liked to be able to finish 
We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at 69187. Finley Kia, come see a Kia on West Sahara. Joining us now from ESPN is Paul Gutierrez. All right, Paul, throw some people under the bus. Who is the biggest instigator of all these fights between the Raiders and the Rams? Um, you know what? I, I saw what the other guys are doing on, on their podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and say that Vinny. Vinny was the guy. Vinny Bonsignor was the guy that started the whole thing with his <laughs> aggravating reporting and throwing slant. No. Uh, it was Jalen Ramsey. Of course it was Jalen Ramsey, and, and you'd expect nothing more, and that's not to take a shot at him or – even throw them under the bus, but right away, it's interesting when you have these joint uh, practices. Um, there's a fine line between okay, let's take care of each other, let's be professional, let's not you know act crazy and start anything. But but it's also physical. It's football. So right off the bat, you know they, the teams warm up and they get up in seven and sevens and it's it's live, right? They're not going to the ground, but there's some popping going on. There's some talking going on, and Josh Jacobs gets the ball and he runs out of bounds and, and Ramsey pushing him really hard. And the Raiders coaches, you know, they let Ramsey hear it on the sideline. And then two couple snaps later, boom, there goes Jacob's helmet off. And then after that, Renfro puts on his show and just starts cooking. And all of a sudden you see Elvis Toast Patterson out there, but it's really Jalen Ramsey. So the talking's going back and forth. So it all kind of, you know, the, the, the epicenter was around Ramsey. And it wasn't even necessarily his fault, so to speak. But when you got a player of that ilk and you got a lot of guys trying to prove something, trying to make teams, that just is the recipe for what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, it was fun. Uh, nobody got hurt, so to speak, out of the fighting. But um, I think the league is going to have to start to look at these because it's become the norm now. With these joint practices, you actually, as a team, get more out of them. But inevitably, they always end early because there's always a big brawl at the end. So you thought they were genuine, McVeigh and Gruden, on the first day saying, okay, and probably liking a little bit. And then yesterday, Gruden just being pissed and saying, we're not getting much work done. Let's just end this. Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting, too, guys, when, you know, when we're out there in, in Henderson, you know, we're kind of in our little penalty box right there in the end zone, right? Just looking for some shade, even at 8, 8.30 in the morning or whatever. Uh, down there at Thousand Oaks, it's 73 degrees, it's overcast, it's actually raining a little bit uh, on, on uh, Wednesday's practice. So you get to, we were able to kind of roam behind the Raiders' sideline. So it's amazing what you get to see, what you get to hear. And, of course, you're not, unless something crazy happens, you're not going to report that or write it or tweet it or anything. But you hear a lot of genuine emotion. And it was genuine. I mean, the Raiders were amped. I mean, it, people were joking that, that uh, Gruden was going to keel over because he was so amped. Like, it was even more so than a game situation. So that, everything there was genuine. Uh, and then yesterday when it happened, I mean, it was basically like, frustration on John's part was like, you know what, this is dumb. Just get, get to the bus. Because as soon as that fight started at the end, it started, then it stopped. Then it started, then it stopped. And then punches started being thrown, and I saw a couple of helmets fly out of there. It kind of looked like Malice at the Palace for a second. Uh, and then you just hear John's voice above it all, to the buses, to the buses. <laughs> and then a couple of, uh, you know, four-letter words that we can't say on the air. But uh, it, it was it, it was legit. It was definitely legitimate. And you know, in asking John, John didn't want to talk about it at all afterwards. And I asked him, this is about an hour after the thing, and he still hadn't really cooled down. So I asked him what the message was. And that's where Chucky called it child play. And I just, he was like, perfect. Thank you very much for the quote in the headline. <laughs> Boom, we're gone. So, okay, what do you make of the kind of mixed messaging yesterday where John Gruden still wasn't very happy with it after an hour had passed, but you had players where Josh Jacobs is saying how much he loves the team and Max Crosby's tweeting the little purple devil with horns because they love the attitude the team has. Was that like mis mixed messaging yesterday? Not so much. I mean, I think you got an old school coach 
um, who actually, I think, deep down in his heart, likes that his team had each other's back, so to speak. And, and you know, as an objective journalist, there's no doubt in my mind that the Raiders won both sides of the ball on, on uh, Wednesday. Yesterday, it looked like the Ram offense was getting the better of, of the, the Raider defense, and it looked kind of like a, a stalemate on the other side. So there's a lot of good work that was done. So from a pure X's and O's football coach standpoint, I think John was, was glad of that. And really, if you look at it, there was only one period left. I think uh, Sean McVay actually told our reporter, Lindsey Theory, that they only had seven or eight more plays to go in team period anyway. So they were fine with it being done. So a lot of it might have been posturing. A lot of it uh, is young guys that have been in the league for all of, what, two years, and they're going into their third in Josh and, and, and Max. And, and Max himself kind of <laughs> kind of let us peek behind the curtain the day before when he said, yeah, during the preseason, this is when we can actually get some punches in. And it's all fun because nobody's getting fined, nobody's getting kicked out of game. <laughs> So we saw the fights. Let's get to football. We saw Renfro and the move, and I believe Carr might have thrown 176 touchdown passes or two less. I don't know. I was, like, watching from afar. Uh, who stood out to you, and did anyone surprise you one way or the other, good or bad? Derek stood out quite a bit, actually, because, again, these are these are scrimmages. These, these are things where you can take your chances and just see what happens, and you're not upset, really, if, if you make a mistake, right? Because it doesn't really count. But you want to show something, but you don't want to show everything. Derek looked like the ultimate team leader out there. And it wasn't just because he himself was barking at Jalen Ramsey right before the fight started. Uh, you know, and, and you could sense that Hunter Renfro definitely it was the Hunter Renfro show the day before. And um, the way he was just working out there. And then Ramsey, to his, you know, to his credit, so to speak, he may have been working out of position because he was in the slot. And you don't see somebody that big, that accomplished, working in the slot very often. So when he took the Twitter the, to, to the day before to say, basically, look, you guys have your fun. We all know what was really going on. That stood out as well. Uh, as well as the next day, you saw Ramsey shadowing Renfro all over the field. And whenever there was some blocking assignments, it was basically Hunter's job to just kind of run a pick. Well, Ramsey was running through those picks, you know, and then talking. And that's where the, the barking and stuff went back and forth with Derek. So Derek stood out. Hunter Renfro stood out. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Morick, uh, you know, he looked like a seasoned vet, just quiet. And just I, I think even Darren Waller referred to him as a silent assassin type because he went out there and he picked off Stafford, too, because, like you said, Derek Hart threw 173 touchdowns. Yes. I think the Raider defense had 173 <laughs> picks against Stafford. Uh, real quick on that, that last part. So what was more impressive to you? One, Mike Mayock was involved in a fight. Or two, if you saw the tweet yesterday, uh, Hunter Renfro sitting in a chair. It appears he was holding a baby, probably his own. I know they had a child, but supper, someone superimposed Jalen R- Ramsey's face on the child. So, which do you think was better? Uh, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to I'm, I'm go with Mayock because I saw Mayock go up to to, uh, to Max Crosby after and give him a big pound after the brawl, <laughs> which Crosby's in the middle of. So, I'm, I'm going to give it up there because you know everybody. I was with you. You're expecting to see those memes of people putting, yes. uh, putting Ramsey's face on a baby and here's your daddy and a lot of that, that kind of stuff. Uh, Mayock being out there and being, you know, showing some juice. That, that, that to me was kind of cool. Uh, do you expect Marcus Mariota to play on Saturday? You know, I'm kind of torn on that. And, and I hate always saying, oh, I think this or I think that. You know, we covered the team. We should have an idea. I, I honestly don't know. I, I would assume he would. And, you know, I don't know if that leg injury is still – kind of holding him back. He did throw another interception in these past two days. Um, he doesn't look as confident as he did early in camp, so I don't know if something's hindering him. But they do need to get him out there just to see what it looks like. And again, you got to remember, when he's out there, he's not running with the ones. He's running with the twos and the threes. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. 
and you're not going to get a straight answer out of the coaching staff when you ask, you know, hey, what's going on with, with this situation? Because even when we saw Kenyon Drake catch a pass in the flat and take off down the sideline for a touchdown, Gruden shut that down to, oh, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that at all, you know, that kind of stuff. So I would, I would hope. You forgot your black belt? Although I think Vinny's got a little juice to him because he's Italian. He might be like Rocky Balboa that we don't know about. So you can tell me, is, is it good that you're beating him? Maybe you wouldn't lose this fight. You're a black belt, right? Uh, I am a black belt, and uh, a karate man shows no weakness. He brews on the inside. <laughs> karate so, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to listen to what you guys have to say, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, wait. <laughs> I want to know what the seedings are, though. You're ah. a black belt? Yeah, he's a black belt. Is yeah. he a one seed in this competition, Ed? I'll give you a preview. I I didn't I did media matchup fights uh, after the Raiders fights, and I should have made him Sam Gordon and Willie. I'll give you a little preview. Sam Gordon was involved because he's the only guy out there who does not look like a sports writer, so he can't be in it because he's in shape. Two, Willie has no neck and a barrel chest. We don't want him involved. And I should have also put Paul Gutierrez out because he's actually a black belt. But Adam, during the podcast, had to remind me that I didn't know Paul was a black belt. I have matched Paul against Vinny. And now I gave Vinny an outside die. shot as a big underdog because he's Italian. He might be Balboa. But when I heard Paul was a black belt, I'm like, Paul shouldn't have even been involved in this. I shouldn't have matched him against anybody. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Paul, why do we ask you about the Raiders instead of about being a black belt? <laughs> black belt. What are we doing? Who, uh, I mean, tough we were supposed to talk about my class with Steve Carp and college. Now we're talking <laughs> yes, black belt. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We're all over the place. All right. right. Next time Paul's on, I, they're going to beat no Raider talk. They're going to beat the Ravens. We're going to talk yes. to you the Tuesday after. We're not going to ask you a single, <laughs> single question about that. It's going to be Steve Carp, and it's going to be you. You're being a black, being a black belt. belt. Can't wait. Thanks, Paul. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Paul. Take care. All right, guys. Take care. I had to do that. I had to do matchmaking. And after, like, the fourth match, Adam on the podcast, like, you're a terrible matchmaker. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I couldn't put Hondo against anyone because he'd have, like, a bow and arrow and stuff. And, I mean, if there's, if there's like, weapons and stuff, we can't involve him. How many did you have in this? Um, I have several, including, I won't tell you who won, but I have Heidi and Cassie. So you have, like, a 16-person bracket? It's not winner. To, no, because it's not winner because, you know, you know, physicality and physically you can't put people against each other. You Paul, just did individual matchups. Yeah, Paul against Vinny. Oh, okay. Adam okay. against Vic Tafer. Myself against Case Kiefer. Oh, Heidi against um, Case. Heidi against uh, Cassie. We were totally sexist in that one. Like, I had two women. So we put them against each other. Paul against oh, Vinny. Man. The last thing we want, though, is uh, like Vinny fighting Cassie and someone cheering. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. You can't, go, Vinny. you can't go winner, winner, loser, loser. You can't do that. So anyway, it's on the podcast later. But yeah, I would have never matched Paul against anyone. He's a tough kid from Barstow with a black belt. I didn't know that. Wouldn't Case have a substantial reach over you? Reach advantage? Yeah, but he's going to get in on him. <laughs> oh, oh, Alan Snell versus Chris Matthews. Oh, no, I, I would pay for it. Yes. Do it for charity. Yes. yes. I'm on board with that one. Yes. All right, coming up next, hey, our sharp one, because the Dodgers won with the bullpen game. It's time to find the sharp, brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. Tom is back for day two. Giants, or excuse me, the Dodgers won yesterday to give Tom his first win. So, because it's Friday, Tom, you can pick any game from the weekend. It doesn't have to be specifically today. It just has to be done by the time we're on the air. So, which game would you like to pick for number two in your streak? Well, I think I'm going to go with the one tonight anyway, and I'm going to take the Braves. Okay. Wow, okay. Who is it? 
Atlanta playing tonight? Oh, they're playing the Orioles. Very good pick. Have the Orioles won a game in a month? I don't think so. Yesterday um, was the streak was 14. Did they yeah. lose again? Uh, yes, wow. they lost to the Rays again. The Rays wow. pummeled them. Um, all right, so we got you in. If the Braves take care of the Orioles, we'll be calling you again on Monday, and you'll be up to two. Just the reminder, you need to get to nine to win a mystery prize. We got some jerseys. We got a hat. We, we might have some socks or something like that. We got some press box t-shirts. That's not a mystery. But yes, yeah, so you got to get to nine to win something. Around five, we'll start letting you know what some of these prizes are. So good luck, Tom. And we'll be talking to you on Monday if the Braves win. Good luck, Tom. You, you bet. Thanks, guys. All right. Tristan had his... Uh... Went to work out yesterday with his press box T-shirt on. He's Uh-oh. been asked about it. Look at that. He's been asked about oh, it. Oh, people will say they listen to the show oh, and stuff like that. Um, did you see, I'm sure you did, LeBron being pissed that he got zero votes as the best player in the world by GMs? No, I did not. It came that. out yesterday. Giannis and Kevin Durant uh, split the vote. Got it's, all it's of It's like 10 or 11 votes. And Dur- and LeBron went on with sarta- sarcastic tweets about why he gets zero votes. And a lot of the GMs off the record were like, look, he's great, but he's 37. I mean, he's just, you know, that's, he, it is what it is. I don't always agree with Stephen A. Smith, but I will agree. I think Durant's the best player in the world. Yes. Um, so I didn't, when he got zero votes, this was uh, two years ago, LeBron got pissed also because he got none. And Kawhi was like a runaway winner two years ago when he was with Toronto. Um, but I, I, I'm never surprised that LeBron's kind of, is whining the right word? It's like he takes things too seriously, and I don't know. I know he's got a huge ego, which he should. He's the best of all time. But, like, I don't know why he would think at this point he's ahead of Durant or Giannis. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't I think. Don't. Now, if you told me some random guy got, like, 15 votes, right. if it was like, Well, there's oh, only, like, 10 votes, right. 10, 10 or 11 votes. Okay, so. if it was like, oh, Nikola Jokic got a right. vote or something right. like that, then, yeah, you'd be LeBron. You'd be like, what? Yeah. But... When if Durant and Giannis got all of the, they votes, got all the votes. No one else got a vote. Yeah, it's hard. It's kind of hard to argue if you're LeBron that you right. are better than those two at this point right now. Like, I, I you can make the argument LeBron's the third best player in the NBA. Absolutely. Sure. Sure. But yeah, it, it, again, if it was Nikola Jokic got a vote, then sure. But yeah, when it's just hey, Kevin Durant and Giannis are better than yeah. everybody I mean, else, then okay, Durant's the best player. Yeah. Now. I fully expect LeBron to have some crazy playoff sure. run next year well, at age 37. that's what happened. And when Kawhi was a runaway winner two years ago, LeBron got mad and they won the title. Yeah. So, so LeBron yeah. will come out and it'll be the, the greatest playoff run yeah. in the history we've, right. we've ever seen. And yeah, we'll be like, oh, that guy's 37 yeah. and he's better he's than really everybody good. again. So, but yeah, I would, Kevin Durant, I would absolutely put as the best player the best in the world, world right now. Most like, because the other thing about Kevin Durant, it's not just that he is like scoring wise, one of the best that this game has ever Ever seen seen. ever. But it's the fact that he can fit into anything like any offensive structure, any offensive system, any teammates you put there, Kevin Durant is going to fit. Yeah, He's going to fit. He he is uh, a terrific player to have just because you can put him with any other combination of teammates, any offensive system. And the guy's going to be great. There's a lot of players. Like we talk about the Lakers now and how they're built. LeBron isn't the greatest three-point shooter. He's a fine three-point shooter, but he's not great. So when you put Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook as his other two best players, you now have serious concerns about their floor spacing and what that's going to look like. Who's making shots? Clogged. Right. That wouldn't be as big of a case with Kevin Durant. With Kevin Durant, you'd say, well, yeah, you don't want to be playing with Russell right. Westbrook. You'd rather be playing with Kyrie Irving or James Harden, but it would probably work a lot better. I mean, look, when he went KD to Golden there. State, he just seamlessly fit in and they won right. titles. Absolutely. I mean, he's, and that was a very structured kind of how they played, and he just rolled in yeah. there. He it was is, fine. He is the superstar 
that like every time there's like any like super team created or even just talk about a super team creating, it's like, well, there's one ball. How are like right. the Nets right. right now? If they're when they're fully healthy, what the hell does Kyrie Irving do? Because how much value does he offer off the ball when Harden has it or when Kevin Durant has it? That's not a concern with Kevin Durant. He gives you value on and off the ball because he is such a great scorer and such a great shooter that you can either build an offense around, hey, the ball is in his hands all the time, or hey, or it's not. The ball's in Curry's hands or the ball's in James Harden's hand most of the time, and Kevin Durant's still going yeah. to score. He's still going to be that productive. All right, here we go. Nine o'clock, we are giving away tickets to go see Guns N' Roses. You need to call in right now. Oh. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. How many, how many questions are we doing, Jared? We're going with the traditional seven questions. So we're going to have eight callers. Oh, no, we're going to have five callers. Five callers. And, okay, eight Maximum questions. four. Right, right, right. So what we're doing is we're going to have five callers. I'm going to ha- be asked trivia questions about Guns and Roses. However many I get right will determine which of those five callers actually wins the tickets. You, you will have a second option for every question, and I'm not going to tell you the name of that band. Please so, get your calls in now, because if you're yes. one, you got a great chance. <laughs> 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Call now. Guns and Roses tickets coming up at 9 o'clock. 702 364 1100.